Hey, welcome back. This is part two of our two-part episode series about just screen time and those types of things. I did share in episode 14 more about kind of the effects, negative effects that screen time can have, and also the positive effects that we have seen in our home from reducing screen time, some warning signs you can watch out for that maybe your children are getting too much screen time. So if you have not listened to that one yet, I would definitely head back over, listen to episode 14 first, then come back to this one. In this episode, we're going to be sharing more about different ideas, alternatives that you can try instead, and just touching on that a little bit. So let's go ahead and get started on today's episode. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. Hey, welcome back to part two of this podcast series just talking about screen time with our children and the various effects that that can have on us. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about some different alternatives that you can try, maybe some even technology that has nothing to do with screens. Those options, we're just going to kind of get into it right now on some various tools and tips that I have used to help my kids as we transition to less screen time. So let's get started. One thing that we like that is a screen-free alternative is a Tony box, and I will put a link in the show notes below for it, but it is actually a screen-free alternative for some kind of entertainment. So you can actually, it's this little box that has a speaker on it, and you can buy different characters, and you it's like a magnetic, it sticks onto the top, and it will play through stories and songs and stuff like that, but there is no screen. So that has been great for us because It allows my kids to have a time of fun and entertainment and things like that. They even have like a sleepy one. There's like a little fox for bedtime. My children like to have that for winding down for bed. It's going to give them an opportunity. You know, you can get like we have Dora. We have um, Olaf from Frozen. We have, goodness, Marshall from from the Paw Patrol. We have all of these different characters, so they're still getting to hear these fun stories without the screen time that's going to probably overstimulate them. We do use math seeds and reading eggs for our educational apps. And then there is also a speech app that we use. It's called Gemini, and I will put a link to it as well below. We have used it for off and on. We have not consistently used it, but off and on for probably five five years, maybe four years now. And it is, it's videos they can watch. However, it's designed specifically to help a child with their speech. So if you have a child who is struggling with speech, that would be a great resource to look at because it's going to help them with um, developing and increasing their vocabulary. So that might even be an option. They do have 
videos on there to help as well with like social skills and stuff like that. So it could be an option of something they could watch that's not going to be overstimulating. One thing I want to say about the math seeds and reading eggs is that I have found with my kids, it can still be a little bit overstimulating, but it actually does work really well for helping my kids with educational stuff. And my husband actually had a great idea that we tried recently that has worked really well. So we have an Apple, we have an iPad and we got the Apple lightning cable and we have a big projector that we like to put up on our wall to watch movies and stuff like that. Well, my husband just hooked our Apple lightning box up to our iPad and he actually put reading eggs up on the screen, on the giant screen in our living room. And he was the one holding the the iPad interacting with it. So it was already, you know, less stimulating to them because they're looking at a screen on a wall and they're not interacting themselves finger to screen with the iPad, which, like I said earlier, is considered to be more detrimental. So he was actually interacting with the iPad, asking them questions. They could run up to the wall and hit the wall with the, you know, hit the, the right answer on the wall. So they were still interacting with the learning game, but they weren't getting that direct, really intense screen stimulation, basically. And so I really loved that. My husband actually came up with that idea. And I think it's such a great idea because also they're getting that good education time, but they're also interacting like they were interacting with my husband as well. So that might even be something that you could look at. If you do have a learning app that you feel is very beneficial to your child, maybe you could look at some kind of workaround like that so that they're engaging with you. They're still getting access to the learning app, but it's kind of decreasing the amount of stimulation that it's going to give them from that screen. And I would say just learn your child's tolerance level. So what is it that they can or can't tolerate? What movies can they not tolerate? What, what apps can they not tolerate? How much time can they tolerate? And you might have to do kind of like we did, where we did two weeks. Well, we did longer than that. But you might try two to three weeks of cold turkey, horrible detox, know it going into it, plan it. (laughs) If you can't do that at this time, then don't do that. But then it might help you to be convinced of the fact of how detrimental it can actually be to their behavior, which was what was true for me. And so... If you're able to do that, I would encourage you to do it and give it time to get through the detox and then give it several weeks after that and see how is their behavior? What are you seeing in your home? The environment in my home is just so much more peaceful whenever I'm not allowing them too much screen time. Or you could go back to if you feel like that is just not an option for you, that is not something you could do, then maybe go back to those suggestion, those suggested times that I had mentioned earlier. And just go off of those and try, like I said, most people, most kids are going to either be one or two hours a day and actually be vigilant about keeping up with that and making sure you're sticking to that. I do want to say, you know, screen time is not just a problem for our children. And I do think we have to be wise. And this is an area that I often struggle in because I do work on my phone a lot. And so it's something I am still working out. But I think, you know, us setting the example with boundaries with our screen time is very wise. And it's something that I have done really well with in the past. And then I've struggled with again, and then done well and back and forth. And like I said earlier, phones are meant to be addictive. So it's no surprise that this is a struggle, especially if you're like me, and you're working off of your phone. But 
One hack that I have found that has been extremely beneficial for me with helping to reduce the amount I'm on my phone is actually to turn my phone on grayscale mode. So it takes all of the color off of my phone. And that's actually a big part of what is stimulating you and is causing you to sit and scroll. And so I have found that that has been super helpful for me. Now, obviously, I'll turn it back on if, you know, I'm shopping and I'm trying to look at the colors of certain things or whatever. But just on a daily basis, if I'm just working or trying to look through my look through Facebook or whatever, then I will leave it on grayscale. And I do notice that I will scroll and be on my phone significantly less. Now, I can tell you how to do this on an iPhone. I don't know how to do it on an Android because I don't have an Android, but I'm sure you could Google it and figure it out. But on an iPhone, what you're going to do is you're going to go to settings, then you're going to go to accessibility, display and text size, and then you're going to go to color filters and you're going to turn on color filters and you're going to select grayscale. And that is how you can turn your phone to where it's just (laughs) in a grayscale mode. It's going to be significantly less tempting to you of just sitting and scrolling on it. And I do think setting that example for our kids is wise because obviously if I'm telling my children that they need to limit their screen time and then they see me not doing the same, it's very likely that's going to cause resentment. And also we're just more likely to miss out on life and on interacting and connecting with our kids if we're just constantly on our phone. And that's something, like I said, I have struggled with off and on. And I think it can be really hard to find a good balance on it. If you have a child who is resistant to giving up the screen, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, understandable, here are some ideas that you could try. Maybe create a routine around when they get screen time. So maybe at this time of day, they get their screen time and they can do this learning program or whatever it may be. You know, you can do reading eggs for 30 minutes uh, or maybe you can watch your Gemini videos for 20 minutes whatever it may be, but create some kind of consistent routine so that they know what to expect and when they can expect it. I would also say to encourage other hobbies and interests and provide them with the stuff that they need in order to pursue those hobbies and interests. And then my other tip would be to replace the the time when they would have been using extra screen time, replace it with some other kind of activity that's fun and engaging. This could be something like doing crafts or going outside and doing some kind of fun game outside or riding bikes. You know your specific child, whatever it is that is going to be fun and engaging for your specific child, being intentional about giving them that opportunity to actually replace that screen time with something really fun. I think another great alternative for screen time would be to do like audiobooks or find a podcast for kids and let them listen to that. It would give you a great alternative for actually sitting and looking at a screen while also providing them some kind of entertainment. So that might be another idea to consider. I hope that you've enjoyed this two-part series about screens and that it has just helped you to maybe look at things a little bit different, maybe gave you some new ideas of different avenues you can try, or maybe a different perspective that you've never thought about before. I would love to hear from you just a little bit of feedback. What is it that you felt was kind of a breakthrough moment for you with this? Or are you already doing all of these things and you have some amazing, helpful advice that you can offer to me? 
or maybe you know of some amazing resources or tools that I could use. I am always open to trying new things. That's one of my favorite things to do is try out new things and learn about new things. So share with me, what are your tips? What are your tricks? And then what have you noticed as far as if you have already gone through this and you have said, I am pretty strict about reducing and limiting our screen time and this is what I've seen. I would love to hear that or I would love to hear from you if you are deciding you're gonna try this and maybe you are gonna go through that pretty rigid detox phase and you want someone to share with, then please, yeah, reach out to me on social media and we can chat about it. So I will see you back next week. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.